inside the off stump. Oh, he's caught it! I don't believe it! Tom Kola Cadmore has caught the most magnificent catch at short third man. It's the end of Daniel Sams, and Somerset have won the Vitality Blast 2023. They've bowled Essex out for 131. Good evening, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the James Reed Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd, a big James Reed fan. Joining me tonight is the head of digital for the club that James Reed plays for, Ben Warren, and the voice of talking about James Reed on BBC Radio Somerset. Another big James Reed fan, uh, Harry Everett, is currently hurtling on the way back from Lytton and Lynmouth after playing at the most picturesque ground in the world today, but is... Why his mobile's data signal's a bit dodgy, so uh, he's just going to listen in and make any salient points, but he's a little bit uh, kind of in and out. Uh, why are we talking about James Rue? Because guess what? James Rue scored another 100, and he is 19 years old, and the superlatives have been said ad infinitum for as long as I can remember this season. He is bloody good. He batted fantastically well yesterday. Uh, it took a really good catch to dismiss Jake Libby off the uh, off the bowling of Danny Lamb. Um, the sky's the limit for James Rue. Anything else we need to add? No, move on. Of course there is. Um, I had a thought today. If we had signed an unknown young 19-year-old Indian, let's call him James Patel, for example, and he came over to England... And put James Rue's numbers out in the in the championship. We'd be hailing him as the next, you know, the next Tendulkar, a play, you know, something like that, wouldn't we? I mean, I'd I probably should have looked up Tendulkar's numbers when he came over Yorkshire when what was that nineteen ninety when he was about sixteen seventeen. But I'm probably going to wager that they weren't as quite as good as James Rue's. I know Rue's got a couple of years on him at nineteen to the sixteen year old Tendulkar, but. You know, if if James Patel was was plying his trade somewhere else and uh, and popping out these numbers, he'd be being you know, hailed as the next big thing, probably even more than Rui is. Yeah, it was an incredible knock, wasn't it? You know, I think it was. What 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 always fascinates me this season is how inevitable it feels when he gets in, and it's just it's just incredible to kind of witness that. Um, inevitability about him going on and, and making a big score and um yeah yesterday's knock was just was just brilliant wasn't it you know the, the, there was a bit of bit of grip in the pitch for the spinners um but he used his brain a lot during the innings he, he really targeted the short boundary to the he really helped out um lewis golds at the other end by by sort of taking ownership of the spin because it was quite difficult for right-handers against the spin and he took ownership and he was very clever with some of his decisions he spotted the, the, the mistake that the Worcester fielders made early in his innings which just sort of if there's one point to sort of highlight how clearly he thinks you know that was you know that was that was it for me and uh, he scored all you know his wagon wheel scored all around the wicket um you know and then just just made it look very simple put punish bad balls and Stroke the good ones around for singles. I mean, you've seen every single hundred that, that James Ruse made, Gibbo. I mean, I, I think Ben made a great point there about inevitability. Once he's in, he just doesn't look like getting out. No, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was a flawless innings, but it was he didn't really make any serious mistakes. I think it's the best I've seen him bat. And I asked him afterwards, 
um, whether he thought he was getting better. And he said he thought he was, <laughs> which is great news. Um, because, you know, if he's going to get better from where he is now, then the sky is the limit for young James. And uh, I had quite a good chat with him off uh, Mike as well. Um, and he said how much he enjoys the, you know, the 50 over format. Um, and, uh, you know, it doesn't differ too much from red ball cricket in the way that he approaches it. But I thought he paced his innings uh, really well. He's getting better at rotating the strike as well, which is something I've, I've um, not criticised for, um, him for in the past, but said he could, it's something he could he could be working on. And he did that pretty well, especially with uh, Lewis Goldsworthy. Uh, I mean, if, you know, if you've got a left-hander in, right-hander at the other end, you need to make the most of it by rotating the strike as much as possible. And I thought he did that did that really well and hit some lovely shots too and um, no it was it was a, a terrific performance but you know as I keep saying we mustn't get ahead of ourselves um, <laughs> you know he is only 19 um, you know and he's he's still got a lot to learn but the you know the potential is is just huge yeah I mean what, what do you think of the point I made about if he was James Patel 19 year old Indian lad playing do you think that the you know, the, the hype about him would be even more than it is uh, for him at the moment? Well, there's quite a lot of hype, <laughs> even, <laughs> as things, even as things stand. I mean, Sam's written, you know, a good piece about him for the cricketer. Um, there was a, uh, half a page in the Times last week. You know, there's, there's plenty of plenty of hype. And, and, you know, he's very much on the ECB's radar as well. That, you know, going going right back to when he played for the County Select 11 against the Indians back in, when was that, 20, 2019? Um, you no, know, so, 2021, so, I think it was. it 2021, was it? Yeah. 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 But, um, no, I think, but, uh, you know, I, th I think he, I wouldn't want him to be... Um, too high too soon you know we've seen what happened all right he's he's got a very good head on his shoulders he's not a mark lathwell mm -hmm. um but you know remember what happened to mark lathwell when he was thrown in the deep end um so i wouldn't i wouldn't like to see him um you know being promoted too soon but i think there's a very good case for taking him to india during during the winter to learn his trade on spinning pitches against good spin bowlers, you know that because he, he, in this country he isn't going to get much experience against spin. So I think it would be a really good move if if they pick him for the tour. Are the so are the Lions going to India as well? Because they have they do kind of co-run these tours over recent years, don't they? Yeah, the, probably. I'm just trying to have a look here. Yeah, I think the. Um... The, the, it's an interesting topic around the hype that he's had because I think that that's probably one of the um, challenges it'll have over the next probably 12 to 18 months is that the hype now appears to have sort of gone beyond the Somerset cricket bubble. You know, I think yeah. that earlier on in the season there was a lot of hype from Somerset fans from how he performed last year, and but it's now gone. There are lots of England fans. That are now tuning in to watch him play. It was, a, it was on the live stream yesterday when when James got to about eighty five. The numbers sort of trebled. Mm. There's, there were lots of England fans sort of, um, and, and and he's made it into this these the kind of circles now where he's going to get a lot more attention when he when he does well. But um, you know he's handled what 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 has been thrown at him so far in in the, one of the most remarkable kind of 
um, calm and assured manners. Um, so I think it puts them in good stead for, for what's to come. But, um, you know, there are, you know, it is, it is going to be a huge test, not just on the cricket side with, you know, real pace being sort of displayed and, and thrown at him. And, and, and as Anthony mentioned, good quality spin. But how he, how he sort of adapts to a, a much sort of more intense media frenzy around him. Just had a look on Crick Info. They haven't got any listed uh, tours for the England Lions this winter. That's not to say that there is going to be one, but I just can't quite find it uh, in uh, in an easy fashion. Should have done my prep, shouldn't I? But, you know, never have, never will. Um, so, of course, that 100 for James Rue came in uh, Somerset's opening, well, their first victory of the uh, 2024 Royal London Always Look on the Bright Side of Life Metro Cup. Uh, Metro Bank One Day Cup, uh, beating Worcester by 36 runs at Taunton on Sunday. The campaign op- uh, had opened Friday night uh, with a four-wicket loss to Warwickshire. Uh, just start of the Warwickshire game, they just started badly and never really recovered. What were they 24 for three with? Uh, Thomas Umid and Rue, who only made two. He's bloody rubbish at James Rue, and he only got two Friday night. Is Do you, do you think he's got a long-term future at Somerset? <laughs> Hashtag that was a joke. Uh, we're going to see Goldsworthy get some runs. Gibbo, you must have been pleased to see Lewis Goldsworthy finally donning the dragon and uh, striding out of the Cooper Associates County ground this season. Yeah, I was very pleased. Uh, and he batted very well in, in both games. And, he, you know, he, he too, is, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He, he was he was very calm. Played and missed a few times uh, against Warwickshire. But, he, he you know, he hung in there really well. And uh, sadly, I didn't get the chance to interview him. But um, I'd really like to know why he hasn't been picked for the um, first team in the county championship so far this season. Because, all right, he's had a bit of injury. But um, you know, he 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 looked in in really good nick. I thought it's it's a it's a real mystery, and I haven't heard anyone explain it to me uh, in any sort of plausible way. Was it just that he he's had a bad luck with injury? Because I think you know he, it would have made more sense for him rather than Umid to be batting. Was it four or five in the championship game against Hampshire before the uh, the the blast final where they rested quite a number of players? So I'd have thought he must have just had a little niggle before that game on the morning of the game, maybe because he was in the squad. He just didn't didn't make the final eleven. But yeah, I do like Goldsworthy. Just looks well organised. He's similar sort of player to Rui. He's he's very uncomplicated. Looks well organised. Rotates the strike well. Not a massive boundary hitter, but he can he can clear it. it doesn't seem to have any real obvious technical weak weaknesses. And of course, his bowling was has been very tidy over both these games as well. Yeah, he bowled. He bowled very well against Warwickshire. Better than um, Sher Bashir. Got got much more turn and bounce. Admittedly, from different end, from the uh, Triscothic Pavilion end. But even so, I thought he bowled pretty well. Yeah, I think Wells got his bowled well in these two games. Yeah. Oh, I can see Harry. Oh, I think Harry's just joined us. Harry, have you got a reliable signal now? Even all yet back home, back from Linton Limmer, Valley of the Rocks. And how'd you yeah, get on? Right? Yeah, we lost. We had some lad who played for Sussex Twos, who whacked us everywhere. And then another guy who's batting with the Sussex lid on. And I completely embarrassed myself. I said, oh, 
you know, where did you get your Sussex helmet from? I expect them to say, oh, Chris Nash gave it to me, Ravi Bapara. The bloke said, I've played for Sussex for 20 years. It was Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> I made a complete fool of myself. He didn't, didn't, didn't play a shot for the first 10 overs, didn't look like he'd bat, and then suddenly went into overdrive and started smashing us everywhere. He got 60-odd, the other guy got 160. And they were back 300 off 40 overs. So, no. yeah, I, had, I bought a bit of declaration bowling. Happy days. Well, we'll talk about uh, 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 happier things, and obviously, we just we touched on uh, obviously this great season that James Rue's having. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it again. We'll try and you know, it's getting a bit boring talking. I know I don't want to say it's boring talking about him square runs, but you're literally running out of superlatives. You know, is there any, if there's any like you know girls around Taunton? Can we kind of get like a James Rue sex scandal going or something like that, just so we can talk about something other than him just constantly scoring hundreds? I mean, that was a joke. I don't know if we do have any female listeners to the podcast, and uh, I'm sure they're all all, uh, all of sufficient moral character to not uh, in, engage themselves in uh, in relations with one of our players just to uh, get on the front pages of the Taunton Gazette. Uh, yeah, so it's just having a little leave talk. Him alone. <laughs> Sorry, Harry. Leave him alone. I don't think Phoebe will be best pleased to hear that. She's Who's Phoebe? Leave James alone. Is that his girlfriend? His girlfriend. Leave, yeah, leave him alone. All right, fair do. I will. Yeah, women of uh, women of Taunton. James Rue is uh, officially out of bounds. No sex scandals. Just going to have to talk about him scoring runs. Yeah, uh, Warwickshire Friday night. Harry just uh, talking about Lewis Goldsworthy was looking good, but ultimately didn't really get enough runs. Yeah, Ed Barnard batted very well at the top of the order. They got a good side, Warwickshire. But, yeah, I think 230 was always going to be a little bit short. As as they said afterwards, that had to be one of Bartlett or goals where they had to go big, really. You don't want to criticise two blokes who scored 70-odds, but you could have liked one of them to go on to get 100, and then they can bat around him a bit more. Danny Lamb's 28 not out was useful as scoops to see him as a finisher, really. I think Somerset have got a really good top seven, and they got Danny Lamb, who's a top eight, who's a finisher. But then there's a bit of a drop-off, really. Ned Leonard played a beautiful cover drive, but, you know, and I always think seven and six, Curtis Camphor, George Bartlett, I think they could bat higher. I was saying this on comms yesterday. Um, there's real depth in that top six, seven, but there's a bit of a drop-off, and if the top six, seven don't get quite enough, then there's going to be a bit of a struggle. I think they're playing quite old-fashioned 50-over cricket, I think is their their style I know I think that they've sort of set their side up and you know it's obviously based on who they've got available it's not probably a, a choice but they, they I think the formula that they're going with with the bat is to to get a really good solid platform give George Thomas the license up top but the likes of Rue Goldsworthy Umid they're not going to try and whack it 150 and play the sort of modern 50 over cricket if you like I think they're they're, they're, they're setting themselves up as a side to give themselves a chance in the last 10 overs with the likes of Camphor, Bartlett, and hopefully one of the top orders still in to try and accelerate at the end, which is almost like modern what 50 over cricket used to be, where they sort of you try to get to 40 overs with around about 200 on the board and then and then launch from there. But um, it seems like Somerset have got a method that, that they're going to try and try and keep wickets in hand, try and get scores on the board, um, and then put pressure on with 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 the ball. Um, and it just didn't quite happen on Friday, did it? They didn't get the start. They they you know it was a it wasn't the best toss to lose. You know the, the ball was nipping around, and Warwickshire, as Harry mentioned, have got a very good attack to 
to um, expose that movement that was on offer early doors. So um, they didn't get off to the best start, and I don't think they quite got the lineup um, to sort of um, recover from if they were sort of three or four down early. We should say they found a player, haven't they? Hams are shape. I was really impressed with him. His 38, he looked really good. Yeah. Yeah, he played that cracking pull shot off, uh, um, was it off Jack Brooks or, or something? It was um cracking pull shot into the Trade Nation stand. Mm. Yeah, he looked good. I fancy Warwickshire to win the whole thing. Yeah. They're a very good side. Yeah, they do look good. They've got, they seem to have all bases covered. Whereas, you know, we, we, we bat long, but the bowling's a bit vulnerable, I think. That's the trouble. Any chance of getting Matt Henry back for the last uh, last six group games? It's a lot of a long shot, I suppose. But not sure about Matt Henry. But I think Josh Davies not a million miles away from. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was he was um, bowling on the outfield yesterday. Yeah, and I think uh, that goes. Back but he was to still limping a bit. We get Josh Davies at nine. That's a massive benefit, not just for the bowling, but Josh Davies yeah. hold a bat at nine as well. I think that helps a lot. Get Josh Davy up. I reckon he could. I honestly reckon he could probably open in that competition. If that, if Andy and me did a hammy first first morning or morning of the game, I reckon Josh Davies is as good a bet as anyone to go up there personally. But yeah, um, I agree. He won't get in the top eight, but I agree. He could do. do yeah. I mean, we just talked about it. I mean, I was I, I was going to ask. Do we think they're in in the in the best order? Um, I think Bartlett. I. I would like to see Bartlett high. I think he's better than a six. Agreed. I think Bartlett. I would like. I would like to see Bartlett know. open with Umid and maybe put George Thomas down there because I think Bartlett. Bartlett could find the boundary early on just as good as as well as George Thomas potentially could, and I think Thomas. No, would I be... think they should stick with George Thomas. Yeah. I, I like the idea of having George Thomas opening the batting, and and as Ben said, giving him the license to play his shots. I, I think it, you know he and Umid would make a. Uh, you know, good combination, and uh, I think um, yeah, Bartlett could go a little bit higher. The the other alternative would be to um, get Lewis Goldsworthy to uh, to open the batting, because he seems to me to have everything that it takes to be a successful opening bat. But I'd sooner see him opening with George Thomas than with Umid. I think Goldsworthy and Umid might be a bit stodgy, and uh, we wouldn't be able to take advantage of the the first power play. Mm-hmm. I've got a completely different theory. Um, I think Andy Mead has a big chance against Worcestershire. I mean, I like him score runs, and he did look good for his 34, but I think if you're going to drop anyone in the top seven, it would be him. And I'd like to see yeah. James Roo go back up to opening. I know he's keeping us a lot to do, but he's such a good player. I want to see James Roo face as many balls as possible. I'd go Thomas Roo, then still you've got Goldsworthy at three. Then you can have George Barlett at four, which is where he bats in county championship cricket. And then you've still got Dixon and Camper at five and six. So I still think Camper at seven is a little bit low. I'd rather him at six. And then Josh Thomas could come in as another spin option to bat eight or nine. Be my hmm. way of doing it. Or if Josh Davy comes, Josh Davy comes back. Yeah, you know you could. Hit. I don't know if Jabbers will play every game, but yeah. I think yeah. potentially another another facet to this with Umidi is in the last year of his contract, and I think they want to give him a fair crack of the whip to show that he can score some runs and and. You know, earn himself an, a renewal or an extension to his to his deal. So I think if they, you know, if they did just bench him for the one day cup, I think the guy would feel a bit hard done by. And as well, I don't, I wouldn't like to think that's the way that 
Somerset would do their business. I think you know it's is a you know it's not, but it is a second eleven competition, and I think they want to give him as as much chance as they can to show what he can do. So I, I expect I expect him to play the majority of these games. Uh, he's a bloody good boundary fielder. He's yeah, one of the best I've seen. The well, he was, yeah, he was in he was in business a lot Sunday afternoon, wasn't he? I was I was sat up there he with was, uh, he did it, Richard he did Latham, it really well. and I was Ben. Where did bloody Pete Trigo go anyway? Because I had my whole family sat waiting for me, and I was thinking because I wasn't quite sure how long I'd done. I looked on the show, hour and a half <laughs> with Harry and Richard, Richard Latham. Not that that's a bad thing. I did get some free canapes. I sort of texted. You were like, loving it. I was loving it, but it's like I, was, I could just sort of think. My entire family said, "Well, we don't really like Somerset, but uh, well, to be fair, they they were they were all right about it." But uh, yeah. that was too fun. I didn't notice you had to mute the uh, the audio on on the James Rue catch that he posted on social media. So I think I either have my mic. <laughs> yeah. I was sat next to you, like, yeah, you know, this is commentary. You can't just go off celebrating and screaming. I, well, I like, like well either my mic was too close to my mouth or I was getting a bit no, too no, no. a bit too loud but you just went off screaming I was there yeah. commentating away and ah, I, I was describing I, I say it's in the you know it's in the meat of the glove it's well held blah 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 this that and the other it, it, he told me that it, he made it look good because he moved he went the wrong way you could have always you could have always picked it up <laughs> well, that's why I'm. Just but that shows that. shows how honest he. He didn't say that on on air, but but um, shows how honest he is about mm. his uh, his abilities. I said fantastic catch. He said no, it wasn't. I was <laughs> I'd gone the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> made it just made it look fantastic. But even if you do go a little bit the long way, your weight's kind of on the left foot, and then that means you can kind of push off your left foot anyway, which makes it a little bit easier. So. Um, yeah, it's no. the ones where you kind of go there, and it's it's not quite there for the hat full dive, and it's kind of a half dive, and you have to sort of T Rex arms together. That's when it's difficult. But he did, uh, uh, he did, uh, as you say, make it look, and it was a, a fantastic catch. Um, yeah, good run up from Lewis Goldsworthy as well. Um, yes. Pick up and throw from mid wicket. Um, decision by the umpire too. Well, yeah, yeah. It was. It's only about an inch. inch it was in brave. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought Rue nearly made a mistake there, actually. I think he nearly knocked the bail off. I don't know if he quite did it because the ball hit the stamps. It was okay yeah. in the end. But I thought that could have been a contention. Uh, but like the Steve Smith one and the Ashes. Yeah, it was a brave call. It was, uh, I mean, it looks, it looked out in real time, but it looked less out on the on the replay. Um, good well, to see the... Hollings had from the weapon as well. Another local umpire doing well. Good to see some new umpires on the panels doing well. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose the only the only fault from Sunday really was that you know they really crack on and get to that three ten three twenty score. Um, yeah, the, what did the lower order get from Bartlett down? It was uh, two eight fourteen two six six two six one. No one got double figures out of twenty three. Twenty three yeah. altogether from the. Uh, uh, the middle to lower order, so again, not just falling it away there. It wasn't, it wasn't good. If if Worcestershire hadn't give, given away top order wickets, we'd we would have been struggling to defend and lower order seven. wickets as well. Yeah, yeah, but it might the collapse. Yeah, I think the collapse comes down to having too many top five batters. 
George Barlow and Curtis Camphor are quality players who are going to score hundreds of 50 over cricket. They want to be batting four, at, you know, four or five at the latest. And I think it's very hard for a Camphor and a Barlow to come in. When the top order have done well, then to come in and whack it isn't their game. Danny Lamb is about the only person who can do that 40 to 50 last 10 roll. And I, that's where I would like to see them all shuffled up a little bit. So Camphor and Barlow don't have to come in and whack it. Yes, it's good to have that platform from the top order, but they want to play long innings and bowlers can mm. come in and try and whack it. That's why I think Thomas dropping down is probably better than it gets your, your proper batters up a bit. And, you know, no disrespect to George Thomas, but he can bat the way he bats at one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven. I think I think it's a confidence thing, isn't it, as well? I think you lose your first game. You know, Thomas having another great record in 50 over cricket now, stretching back for a couple of years. And I think a confidence side, after the start they get, they go on and get 320, 330. Because they, they, Worcester fielded terribly, you know. And mm-hmm. they, they, weren't, they weren't punished for that. And, and good yeah, they side. started off really badly and they just seemed to then go, go have a massive strop on in the field for the old 50 overs, didn't they? They did. And, and they weren't punished for that, which I think is something that someone said will look to, you know, that this will give them confidence this win. And, you know, and I think that in in that this form of cricket I think a confident side would go on and make 330-340 and, and really not give the opposition a chance I was uh, lucky enough to spend some time this morning with Azar Ali um, who, who, came, who stayed on and um, had a chat with us uh, for a podcast and, and he was saying that, uh, that they they felt that they were well in the game and they, they thought Somerset were going to score a lot more than what they did um, so I think yeah, I think on another day they might have regretted um, how that innings finished, and I'm sure that in as they go on throughout the competition, it'll be something that that in, they'll need to work on because you know it's such a huge element. If they set themselves up the way they've set themselves up to 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 bat properly, bat bat try and bat your fifty overs, then they're going to need to make those final fifteen overs count more often than not if they're going to be successful yeah. they'll be more ruthless isn't it yeah definitely yeah. Um, so on to uh, North Hants on oh, where are we then that's uh, up at Wanted it is, at, what, is that at Wanted Road see what I do when I get my fixtures I write them all on my uh, my Somerset calendar roll off and is Mr August was that deliberate Ben, did the guys in the Somerset County Sports know that August is my birthday month, so they decided to pop roll off in there? Absolutely. Oh, there, yeah. there we go. Uh, so <laughs> I've just I've just written down North Hants Royal London away. Um, is that at Wanted Road or is it an outgrad? I presume it's at Wanted Road. It is, yeah, yeah. Be up there with Andrew Rad, and then we have uh, Sussex at home on Friday night with special guests, the Wurzels. Have we got any confirmation about whether the uh, post-game victory song Blackbird will be sung live on stage with the Wurzels? It will. It will. Happy days. That's that's extra pressure, then, is it? And if it's if it's if it's if we don't manage to uh, get past Sussex, does the Wurzels contract kind of roll on to uh, Glamorgan the Sunday after, or <laughs> and then Kent, and well, then the debate at the moment is the the timings because if you know in the back of our minds is that knots game from last year where it was all over by about one o'clock and um, just we had sort of dreams of having to call the wurzels and say can you 
can you come early because the game sort of but i'm sure i'll be fine are, you, are they not going to be sat in a, in a box or in the stand all day they because yeah. i you know i don't want to get all trades descriptions in that but if you sing <laughs> i am a cider drinker i drink me cider all day that kind of implies you know from 11 a.m to me so i don't want to get all legal and technical with the words <laughs> <laughs> see you in court me bay um and then that and then of course uh the big one the cider derby up at uh up at the gloucesters up at the uh gorgeous unique seat stadium for fka neville road on the 13th um so i mean assuming everyone's fit um josh davy seems to be the closest to fitness i guess alfie ogborn has got a side strain casey aldridge is side strain as well is it yeah um so so is is Davy likely to be fit for Wednesday or is that to I he didn't look it didn't look like it both his thighs were strapped up when he was practicing his bowling on the outfield yesterday and there was a little bit of a limp as well he bowled one one ball absolutely full out and and you could tell he was in a little bit of trouble so I don't think they'll risk him against North Hans. and it would you and know they don't want to bring him back too too soon I think I'll be next week well, that's just where he's born with a red bull, not a white bull. So you can read into that as well if you like. Getting ready for September. Yeah, he was quite right. Yeah, I, I spoke to him this morning actually, and um, yeah, he's not a million miles away, um, but it might. These couple of games might be good soon. So, bearing all this in mind, then, or unchanged side for Wanted Road selection panel? Is that what we're going for? Well, there isn't much choice, is there? <laughs> <laughs> Depends how ruthless. Yeah, I think Ham, I mean, he's had four chances to give him more than four chances. I think is the only decision. I think they will. Um, but if he fails again, would you say, look, he's had five innings now? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Do you count the warm-up games? I'm, I'm not counting the warm-up games. Who have we got to bring in? Josh Thomas and yeah, um, JT Langridge. Who else? Who else is? Um, who, who, who are the three that we're missing out from that fifteen? Tom Rue. Tom, really? I guess one thing we haven't talked about is whether Tom Lanning may be eligible slash available throughout at some point over the course of the next three games. Yeah, I mean, obviously... You come back in about eight, a bit harsh, isn't it, Tom Lanning? Well, I'd, I'd, have it, I'd open with him. I'd open with him and Umid and possibly... I mean, it may seem harsh on Thomas, but, you know, his, his time is going to come. Um, no, I'd keep, I'd keep George Thomas in the side, whatever. If yeah. Lammerby comes back, there's other people. Yeah, I like look at George Thomas. Got to pick the guy who score more runs, surely. Well, maybe not too open. I don't. I, don't I mean... know. I think I think there's an element of of you know he's open. He opened for the England under 19s to me in the World Cup. George Thomas. So I think they see him as a white ball opener, and you know yeah. I thought he looked good for for his uh, twenty or whatever he got yesterday. Um, yeah, eighteen in no time. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was some opening over from uh, from uh, Ben Gibbon, the funky Gibbon. <laughs> not very fun. definitely not very funky. Uh, yeah, what did he go for? Like, well, I did, I, old Curtis after he got that uh, double wicket maiden, he was definitely a happy camper. Hey, uh -huh. did it, did it, did it. Um, 
Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I used I used both of those on 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 air, and Ian Randall, who I was commentating with, no comment, didn't yeah. <laughs> didn't raise even a smile at either of them. <laughs> He was probably the worst person I've met to be cracking jokes like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was probably, uh, he was probably disgruntled at having to commentate from third man, Gabo. <laughs> I thought Spencer was supposed to have this all sorted. Now I thought it was going to be a a challenge Annika style. Do you remember challenge Annika? No, I'm afraid I'm afraid the rustic bus, bus shelter is is no more. In the in the in the storm on on Saturday, the uh, the gazebo that they'd erected up on the terrace blew away, <laughs> and then the rustic bus shelter was blown back against the pillar, and this time disintegrated. <laughs> so it, it's gone. Well, Mike Unwin <laughs> did message me to say they had a lot of new exhibits in the museum, so I'm not sure. Uh, what was it? A three month tenure for the bus shuttle kind of qualifies, but I don't know. Maybe you could, you know, chop it up. You could just make make some key rings out of bits of the rustic bus shuttle. Richard could Bryce could sell them in the shop. Authentic, you Absolutely. know, own a piece of the county ground. Bit like when they car- <laughs> they tore down the Cardiff Arms Park and they sold all the seats and all that sort of thing. Could be a nice little nest egg for you, Gibbo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, our diversion is getting more and more random every week than this, yeah? Yeah. Depends on how many birthday beers you've had. What's that? Depends on how many birthday beers Birthday you've had, beers. Well, uh, the Henry, uh, my, I got some Henry Weston's cider from, uh, it's either Oldie or Lidl. It's bloody nice. But I'm on the Thatcher's Rascal again now. So, yeah, can recommend the Henry Weston's that, uh, that they do in the budget supermarkets. Very nice. Don't get the stuff from uh, Home Bargains. I took a punt on it. It was about one pound thirty a bottle. Give us licking away in disgust at me. Well, it's Herefordshire cider. I mean, it's mm-hmm. Westerns for for a big, you know, major brand cider for a big commercial maker. It's probably as good as good as any. But it is Herefordshire. It's not West Country. Oh no, that's it. I'm going to be excommunicated from the. Uh, well, I was never part of the proper cider community anyway. Do apologise about that. Um, doesn't it feel weird that we are now forty percent of the way through Curtis Camphers' one-day cup campaign? He's <laughs> obviously here for the first yeah. five games. Um, you know, I mean, the international schedule is what it is. Is is there any? Is it would you, would you get somebody in for the last three games? Is there any plans anybody knows of? I don't. Depends how we get on, us, but yeah, I. I, I I would be, I would be surprised. Um, totally. a, a, if we were in a position to, um, to seriously consider it from a t- the table point of view, um, mm. with only three qualifying from nine, it is it is tricky to qualify. You know, even if you had a, a good tournament, Somerset probably need to win at least two of the next three. Um, and there are some tricky, tricky games. You know, Gloucester. I know Gloucester got pumped today, but they look good on paper. Sussex look yeah. good on. Uh, got Pujara. Um, North Ants are pretty good as well. And North Ants are good as well. Side, they've hardly lost anyone to the hundred. Oh. Yeah. And they've got more in to open. You know. So uh, it's going to be really. It'd be no disgrace in, in you know, if they didn't win all three of the next games. There'd be no disgrace in it. But um, you know, if they can win, if they can pick up two wins then they probably still fancy themselves in, in with a shout of, of qualifying but um, very 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 tricky um, yeah. very much victims of our own success I mean we were talking about Tom Lamaby just now it would be great if he could come back I mean but his, his white ball his, his T20 form totally deserted in this year and the guy that came in for it had a really good competition you know think if, if that 
decision or the draft or whatever they call it had been made at the end of the blast, you'd think, well, Sean Dixon would be a shoo-in and Tom Lamaby probably wouldn't have got, got picked up. So it's just, you know, it's just funny how these things work out sometimes. What worries me a little bit is whether uh, James Rue will get picked up if, some, if one of the franchises gets an injury, you know, because mm. James James Rue can play 20-over cricket or yeah, ball cricket. Yeah, surprise me. If a batter went down injured, I would imagine he'd be fairly top yeah. of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, they reckon 20 balls short is not his game, but... Speak up a bit, Harry. You're a bit. You're a bit quiet. Said George Scott's going to be available. <laughs> oh God! What is that? That's the guy we got on loan from Gloucester, isn't it? That's yeah, right. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We've we've used some bloody players this year. I'll tell you what. I'll uh, we'll, I'll just pose you a few listeners' questions, and I'll, I'll give you a listeners' question of my own. Uh, well, I, I, I keep looking for the blue bird and it's not it's that um, new thing that oh, looks like black yeah I missed the blue bird looks like a, a CD uh, logo of a very CD uh, CD gentleman's club uh, the X um, right we'll start off with some questions uh, from our dear listeners uh, where are we going to start then um from John Hayes, after two games of the Royal London, always look on the bright side of life, Metro Bank One Day Cup, which is our best suit, batting or bowling? Batting. 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 Thanks for your question, John. Uh, the <laughs> Railway Walker. Uh, injury updates for uh, Davy Aldridge and Ogborn. I think we've covered those, maybe not quite yet. And he goes on to say... Why are we not having our senior batters higher up? Dixon, Bartlett, Rue and Goldsworthy are first team players. Having Bartlett coming in at six and after 42 overs is a waste. Um, yep. I think we've Agreed. covered that already. Um, oh, John Hayes has retweeted uh, Pete Trigo's uh, sponsored bike ride from... Uh, where's he going? Western Supermare to uh, Bridgewater, is it? or Paris. Paris. Oh, London to Paris. There it is. Um, yeah, he cycled. He cycled into the ground from his home in Western yesterday. What saddle we had looked painful, didn't it? I mean, it took sharper than the razor I've got in the bathroom. Very flash, a... very flash bike. Sure, that must have <laughs> cost a bubble too. Well, tree goes, tree go. Got to look the part, but uh, yeah. So if you do want to, uh, it's also for the you know so the. Professional Cricketers Trust, so I've just retweeted that link. Uh, I'm sure it's on uh, beyond Pete's Twitter and uh, other Twitters as well. Uh, Simon Hancock says, Rue and Goldsworthy seem to have the temperament for opening. Could we test them in the Royal London Always Look on the Bright Side Life Metro back one day cup and then give them a go in the county championship? Rue would need to give away the gloves though. Well, that's an argument for it. Yeah, I said that... Could bring know, Banton, you know, give... Um, um, move Rue up to open and bring Banton in and give him the gloves. It's that's my way of doing it. Keeps Banton not less. Well, I don't know if he wants to take the gloves in Championship cricket or not. But if it's a route to get him into the into the side, then it's a route to get him into the side. And of course, there is no hard and fast rule in cricket that you need to have the same wicket keeper in both innings. So you know, 
if you do a batting and bowling shirt, you can have two different wings. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I was surprised that... Well, we, have a left, we have a left glove now and a right glove, three different colours, your wings. <laughs> not giving my dears. <laughs> but I suppose it is if it's lucky to have the bat. If it's if it's lucky doing something out of the out of the box like that, or a bit off the wall, you know, out of left field, and it wins you the the blast every year, do it. I just we'll have a think over the winter what we could uh, recommend that the club do next year. I would personally keep James Rue exactly where he is, doing exactly the same role that he is, and let him develop in that role for until such time as the you know significant change might come to him but if it were me i wouldn't throw him up in no opening i wouldn't get rid of the gloves i would say just carry on doing exactly what you're doing um for at least the next 12 months and then see where yeah. it takes him. very sensible that's what they probably do suppose it comes to are we doing what's best for james rue or are we doing what's best for somerset and obviously you know sometimes you have to kind of do what's best for the team as and whilst balancing with you know you're nurturing a young player with his his first couple of years in professional cricket so well we do have a serious problem with opening the batting in red ball cricket you know tom abel's we do give her that's why we don't get picked what about somerset yeah. oh you didn't mean me and you but, sorry you meant uh no no tom no. lamanby and sean dixon it's, do go on sure tom lamanby and dixon you know they're they're getting out either or both in the first 10 overs game after game after game which is exposing tom abel to the new ball and and tom isn't getting any runs as as a result of that and they do have to, i think they have to you know rethink the whole opening partnership thing and and if we are reasonably safe in the first division it's an opportunity to experiment a bit at the top of the order because it's not working at the moment Yeah, I'd go along with that. Now, here's my question for you. Which is going to be my trivia question. How many players have represented Somerset in a first 11 competition this year? So, Championship, One Day Cup, and Blast. I don't know. 25, 26, something like that. A bit higher than that. Is it? Is it? Oh, it doesn't start with a three, does it? It is 30. From my list, the only guys who haven't played are JT Langridge, Sonny Baker and Josh Thomas. You're not including Devon and Cornwall? No, uh, first first 11. Uh, yeah. First 11, Championship Blast. Yeah, Abel, Aldridge, Bancroft, Banton, Bartlett, Bashir... Bess, Brooks, Camford, Davy, Davis, Dixon, Goldsworthy, Green, Gregory, Henry, Cola, Cadmore, Lamb, Lamanby, Leach, Leonard, Ogborn, Over, and Rue, Siddle, Smead, Sodi, George, Thomas, Andrew, Umid, and the best player in the world, Roland van der Berber. You need a big, you do need a big squad these days. Yeah, yeah. A lot of players. Yeah, I've, you know, loan signings, all those different, you know overseas coming in and out for month, two month windows not like the good old days Gibbo when you'd have Mushtak for a season or you know Steve War or whoever it's uh, or indeed Viv and uh, Viv and Joel Great chapel. yeah 
Yeah, those were the days. Let's just ban franchise I don't, cricket. I don't like these. Sh I don't like these short-term um, loan deals and, and bringing in overseas players just for a couple of games. It's yeah. I think the ECB needs to do something about it. Yeah, they need some sort of rigid policy. I think it's yep. it's just too easy just to loan here, loan there, five minutes here, five minutes there. I mean. While it's its aims and it's our laudable to get guys playing cricket, it it's just too I just feel I, at the moment. I just feel sorry for the fringe players and the young players, you know, who who, who deserve their chance. And you know, you, I mean, someone like Danny Lamb, all right, he's he's you know, he's okay, but if he was that good, he wouldn't be released by Lancashire, <laughs> you know. And it's, all right, we are very very short of of options at the moment, Somerset. So I think it's excusable, but. It's not that's not the case with some other counties where where they're bringing people in who aren't particularly good and keeping out a younger player which is a shame it is indeed uh chris payne would like to know if james Rue is going on the lines or full england tour this winter well uh chris i hate to disappoint you but myself ben harry and gibbo are not the uh england selection panel but uh <laughs> were we uh where would we recommend james rue goes this winter i would stick him on the lions tour if the lions tour is going to india um i mean i think he's planning at the moment to go back to his club in sydney that he played for last winter um that seemed to do the trick for him so i wouldn't have any you know if he does that and then plays a bit of lions good luck to the lad um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, if he doesn't at least make the Lions tour, something is is drastically wrong. You know, we're talking James well, Hildreth not getting picked times a thousand. Yeah, I, I don't think that James Rue is similar to the Hildreth case mm -hmm. in any way at all. I think they're, I think the ECB are looking for a, an excuse or a reason to, uh, to pick him. Yeah, it, it will, he's it, he's their blue-eyed boy. Yeah. I, I think he. It wouldn't surprise me if he had an England cap in the next twelve months. Yeah, me, me neither, Ben. I agree. Which, which format do we think he's going to get picked first in? That's my question. Well, it'd be either be either fifty over or um, or, might, or, might or test match. Yeah, the West exactly. Indies tour is going to see a lot of matches for the World Cup tournaments going on franchises etc they won't be very strong I think Abel and Rue could go together on that tour so it's a bit of a weird when you're going to pick 50 over players you haven't really played 50 over cricket <laughs> that's the ECB we've been into that well, they, picked, they, they picked Tom to go to uh, Sri Lanka didn't they in the mm -hmm. 50 over so Bangladesh as well haven't they yeah, yeah. Uh, Ken Adams asked the best overseas in recent years Henry or Russo it's got to be Henry for me Gibbo because Russo is not exactly Barbara Zama or Chris Gale and would struggle to get into a first choice Somerset eleven, I've got that down pat now. I've remembered it word for word. Uh, Russo did not help us win the Vitality Blast. He, he his performance fell off drastically towards the end of that campaign. Whereas Matt Henry, apart from that one over, he he, he bowled his heart out. Right Sorry, yeah, Chris Jordan. Yeah. So I would I'd definitely go for for Matt Henry. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Good options. I mean, probably look at two of the best seasons from overseas players in the last decade of all counties. But mm -hmm. yeah, Henry won it for us. So, and let's not forget, Henry did it in two tournaments. Russo just the one. 
Yeah. And Matt Henry, from what Jason Kerr and Co say, was a really good influence in the dressing room. And whether whether Russo was or not, I don't know. But Russo is very much more a sort of mercenary cricketer who'll go where <laughs> the money is, not too bothered to be placed for. And of course, Matt Henry, because he's definitely coming back next year, and this is going to be the start of probably six or seven years that he's going to. Now, is he thirty-one? Yeah. Let's say, well, it could be six or seven years if he goes on as long as Peter Siddle did. Well, we'll probably sign him when he's thirty-nine. <laughs> well, as long as we sign him when he's thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, and thirty-nine, I'll be happy with that. Uh, Mike Unwin has let us know that uh, Gibbo's uh, demolished rustic bus shelter is now on display in the Somerset Cricket Museum and he was also asked <laughs> us to humbly request a plug for the updated women's cricket exhibits and an Anya Shrubsole display, pictures of memorabilia in the uh, Somerset Cricket Museum which uh, is open on every match day and probably some other times as well but uh, at SOM Crick Museum uh, and I'm sure they've got a website as well which is I will just find out somersetcricketmuseum.co.uk so do pop along very good um, it is too thanks thanks mainly to Mike Unwin who's done terrific work on it yeah well done Mike for all the thanks for all the, the work you do at the museum uh, Jacob's uh, oh, put my teeth in Jacob Lund has said the Somerset A disabled team are in the Super Nines regional final on Sunday the 20th of August uh, I did message Jacob back to uh, see what ground that is I assume it's not at the Cooper Associates County ground unless it's going to be a snuck in before the uh, uh, Glamorgan game in the Royal London One Day Cup, not the Royal London One Day Cup the Royal London always look on the bright side of life Metro Bank One Day Cup uh, Lord Lupin I think we did your question last week about Rue being better than Abel, uh, Ian Scoville uh, has, has got a good question um, uh, has anyone heard of any plans once Camphor rejoins Ireland to probably leave us light don't think so, George Scrimshaw was signed uh, last week by North Ants. I've not seen much of him, but what I did see of him in the Vitality Blast quarterfinal, where his compadres were being slaughtered around Taunton, um, including that leg spin whose name I keep forgetting, Matt McKernan, went for about 90 in his four overs. Uh, Scrimshaw came out of that relatively unscathed, and I thought bowled really well mm -hmm. and looked a half-decent player. Um someone that we could talk possibly have game. gone for I think his other game at Taunton last year we should talk about a lot more than the quarterfinal for England Lions against South Africa he was quality really liked George Grimshaw had a long chat with him after that game that amazing win inspired by Abel Banton and Smead of course um, but yeah Scrimshaw's a quality player uh, really good last ball and I think he will play for England in the next three or four years Derbyshire's and he's with North Ants he's, he's with North Ants is he hmm. Derbyshire to North Ants isn't a million miles, is it? Is it one where he you know, would have just wanted to stay in, in sort of around the Midlands and not? Well, I think his channel, why from all I was going off was is the sort of Twitter replies from the announcements, and it sounded to me like he's not really turned up many trees in Championship cricket, and um, yeah, I guess it, for a, from a if he was picked in the hundred, it. Can Derby really retain someone just for a, sort of a, a four-week period or whatever? How long the long blast goes on for? Um, but that seemed to be the uh, sort of the flow of the conversation that I was hearing that if he's not going to play Championship cricket, not going to play fifty-over cricket, you know, and he's probably going to be on the cusp of their highest earners, whether it was a sort of a, a financial 
moved from the copy, but again, I don't know too much about it, so I wouldn't want to sort of massively speculate either way. Yeah, but if he did turn up um, at Taunton, I don't think any any of us would be uh, disappointed with that. Uh, Andy Cleave wants to know about Lewis Gregory's contract extension saga, which is dragging on and on. I mean, if it were me, I'd sign it as soon as I got back from the hundred, or I mean, it may it may already be signed and you know queued up in some sort of social media calendar to be uh, to be posted. You've got a hell of a poker face, Ben Warren. I've never played cards with <laughs> you, my friend. I've never played cards with you. I, I genuinely, <laughs> I couldn't offer anything. Uh, I mean, I can only I can only speculate, but I would speculate that it would take a hell of a lot to get Lewis Gregory away from Taunton. So that's um, I'm I'm I'd fully expect to see that sooner rather than later if that was me. But anyway, um, it also says two overseas bowlers again, uh, and it's Andy Cleave reckons we should do that. I I do. I think we're yeah, and unless it's someone utterly exceptional that comes along, I think we are still a batter heavy um, at Taunton. So I think to sign another one would just put somebody else's nose out of joint uh, and another question this is turning into our Christmas quiz three or four months early who was the last domestic scene bowler we signed prior to Jack Brooks Tim Granovan yeah. yeah yeah that's the first one that comes to mind I don't know it's about the right sort of time frame isn't it what was Brooks about 2016 something like that yeah. oh no. right on cue <laughs> has a, for some reason has a Tim grown of old shirt lying in his bedroom do you, is, is that what you wear to bed Harry do you reenact that <laughs> yeah, that famous partnership was it him and was it Craig or Tony. Jack I can't remember the other one would be uh, Steve, Steve Kirby wasn't that long ago Steve Kirby yeah it was um, Jamal Hussain Jamal Hussain <laughs> George Dockrell was he class of domestic He's not a seam bowler. Uh, did he say seam bowler or just bowler? Oh, he did say seam bowler. Oh, sorry. I didn't read the question. I thought that's domestic bowler. Anyway, uh, and then he says, uh, do you think we should bat first or not? Depends. George, George Scott would be my... George Scott. <laughs> George Scott. <laughs> he bowled a bit of seam, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yes, yeah, he bowled seam up, yeah. So technically, he would be assigning a domestic... Seen he wasn't before Jack Brooks, though. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, I mean, I've lost. Right, uh, Dan, if you're listening, um, just let us know who the uh, last domestic scene bowler signing was before uh, before Jack Brooks, and that I think is that as far as listeners' questions go. Uh, do we have AOB then, gents? You going to North Hants, Ben? Uh, I'm 50-50 at the moment. I'm going to check out the weather forecast in the morning. I don't think it's too bad. Oh, to have the luxury of 50-50 whether to go to work or not, Ben. Happy days. <laughs> Is that? Shall I go to Northampton or I, shall I just sit on my pants on the sofa and watch the live stream <laughs> and do the clips from there? <laughs> no, it's, it's tomorrow. It's the, the, the problem is tomorrow because the players are leaving at 10 o'clock tomorrow and uh, I've got some meetings booked in which I would have to uh, rearrange if I was to go we will see 
Fair dues. Harry, are you up to North Ants or you got another cricket week booked uh, in of playing for stragglers and dumplings and all and everybody else? Correct. August the biggest playing month in it. So many touring games. That's for four games today, so I've got to try and keep some people happy playing and all right. If you ever want a midweek game at Southdown, I think we got one. It's either next Monday or Tuesday, I think. So uh, if you do fancy popping down, uh, let me know. Yeah. Gibbo, and then Ben, if you do go, safe uh, travels up to Wantage Road. Uh, might be up Friday night, might not, depending on work and various other things. But best of luck to uh, Sean Dixon and the boys for these uh, three crucial uh, Royal London, always looking the bright side of life, Metro Bank One Day Cup games that are coming up in the next week or so. Uh, and we'll catch up with you again next Monday.